0: Hey there, you're listening to The Blue Winter Writing Notes, a podcast where me, Aaron Troyer, and Ben Roth talk about the songs we write under the artist known as The Blue Winter. In this series, we will be talking about the inspiration and journey behind the songs off of our second album, Volume 2. Podcast. <laughs> Episode 2. <laughs> it's like a minor goal in the back of my mind to start every episode with just one of us saying podcast.
1: Hey dude, if it works for never mind. <laughs>
0: so so I do want to clarify while we're talking about podcast. This is one. Uh th- yep, this is one of them. You're we listening it to back. It. Um good for you. Um uh we <laughs> we said some things at the end of the last episode. Um just like joking around uh i think podcasts are cool um i don't listen to them a lot i think i think the only thing that actually like bothers me about podcasts like when we say stuff like that is just like i think that there's like an overwhelming amount of like um everybody wants to like share their opinions on everything these days whether they like you know let me tell you
1: I mean Seemed like the thing to
0: say there, yeah dude um I like th- with this project, like me and Ben were the two people that were like intimately involved in every detail. so like I don't mind sharing some behind the scenes stuff with that. but like you know, um I love Star Wars. I'm reading Star Wars books right now, like a fiend. yeah, you You're don't going through them man. you don't like need to hear my opinions on Star Wars though. like if you ask me, I'll talk to you about them, but I'm not gonna like <laughs> you know podcast them to the world. Uh, so I think there's actually some podcasts that I really love. There's just a overwhelming amount that are like, oh, that's that's cool. I'll just listen to this other one. Yeah. Um, but I think I think we both think well podcasts yeah are cool. me
1: too. Here I guess if you're listening to this, you're listening to a podcast. So <laughs> thanks. Um, I I think podcasts are <laughs> totally. Like a, uh, it's not you, it's me situation between me and the podcast. Uh, uh, it's, I just don't know that they're my thing. That doesn't mean that it's the podcast fault. I wonder it's, if it's, it's though, my fault. Uh, have you
0: ever found one that you really liked though? No. See, I think that's, really. I think that's the thing. I think it's like, uh, if you can find one that generally like piques your interest, then it's like, oh, okay. Uh, because cause a lot of times like if you find the wrong one where it's like somebody who has opinions that like are different than yours then it's like well I don't, I don't
1: know, know honestly that well, it's a uh, well I honestly think the point so this is this is not where this episode is going but I think it's really good for for us as people to. Uh, I think it's good to hear other opinions. Absolutely. uh, And I I know that you do. I know that you do as well. When I I
0: said that last statement, I was like, well, that's not really good. That's
1: totally not the. I think it's pretty not wonderful to be like, well, I just want to hear what I already think. Yeah. Make me feel exclusive. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's for sure true. That's
1: not the aversion for me. I honestly think that it's, uh, this just gets really old really fast, I guess. But it's like, if I have free time. See, maybe that's where I'm missing it. I almost think it's like I don't have like the format in my life to enjoy them. I'm not saying I'm mm. so busy. I'm saying like, if I have time where I would rather like dig into something, I'm probably going to either watch a show or Got play it. something. And you and I, well, I don't even know if we were tracking the, this at that point, but I think the thing, like you said, like a lot of people just throw them on in the background, and you kind of check in, and then you kind of like you're doing something yeah. else, or you. I just usually don't do that. Gotcha. And again, that's like a. I just, I think that's maybe the, maybe the missing piece in a way. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, if I'm going to sit down and listen to a podcast, it's like, I think I'd rather just watch a movie or. I'm, or, I'm for sure.
0: Yeah. No, I, you know, like yeah, hearing you uh, say it's that, not the makes podcast total sense it's not the podcast. It's not that. Uh, because the one area, like, I think where you and I like differ a lot is I for sure like being at home and having like sound, even if I'm not watching at all. I just like right. having something better, right, right, like yeah, right, ambient noise that I can kind of tune in or tune out. Um, so, like, right. you know, like, like I'll put a podcast on or a TV show or something, but I'll be like in another room, like doing a chore, like yeah, cleaning something, and then it's still like happening in the other room, and I just like that. So, like for me, yeah, that's like that's a way different. And I say room.
1: you and I, well, yeah, I think it should, we're pretty it. different. If I'm like if there's something happening, it's like I'm there to consume it anyway there to there to yeah yeah.
0: all that to say uh there are some podcasts that we think are awesome and we like i think
1: my most favorite podcast it's also kind of the only one i've ever listened to it like consistently but i got really into stuff you should know for a while that's
0: right if josh
1: and chuck are listening to my (laughs) podcast uh Thanks. You know, I, I, uh, I, stuff you should know still is cool to me. I haven't listened for a little while, but, uh, it's again, it's, uh, it's not, it's not you. It's me. I just kind of stopped think,
0: listening. I think, to we, I just want to clarify to people if you're listening that, um, <laughs> I think if we make jokes about podcasts, it's mostly due to the fact that if you know Ben and I personally, the idea of both of us doing a podcast is so bizarre. It's comical. We think it's uh, hilarious that we're sitting here talking into microphones uh, 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 in an empty room. Uh huh. Um, so Not, I think that like that's uh-huh. the that's the place where it comes from. But we do like genuinely like podcasts, and I think they're a cool avenue for uh, for people to express their thoughts and Yeah. So I we we like doing it. The first episode was really fun. So so uh, let here me we are. Tell you what I think. Here we are in episode two. So we're going to talk about the first track. On Volume 2. Again, this is all like, a, if it, if things go according to plan. Volume 2 actually should have come out today. Oh, sick. On, on, Damn the, day, it. on the day that this came out, it should, it should that this episode came out. It should be out right now. Um, so you can take a listen to all those songs and just, you know, share them with your friends. And make sure to smash that subscribe button. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about the first track. Track number one. So this track um I've been waiting is the name. Uh this track uh has been around for a long oh. long long time.
1: Yeah. So, I hadn't thought about yeah. this uh I didn't prep. Yeah. I hadn't
0: uh, uh I barely prepped so No, but it ha- yeah, go, yeah go yeah seem... The Blue Winter the podcast is that um it's pretty off the cuff. Is that there is there's very little plan. So no, but in all seriousness I forgot Uh, about this. I've Been Waiting is actually legit a song that would have been written for the first ever batch of Blue Winter songs. And I I always like this song. It's weird. It's like not a traditional song, and it's bizarre. And if you listen to volume one, it does not fit with those songs at all. Uh, And on top of that, if you listen to the first episode of this podcast, that... I've been waiting by the end of the song has like all these drums and like these big giant sounding parts and like big bass and like extra auxiliary instruments and stuff. And at the time, like there was no way that I wanted to tackle that monster of a song. There's just that I, there's no way I could have done it justice for volume one. Um, So for that, and again, the fact that it didn't really fit with those songs at all, never made the cut. Right. But it always kind of like sat in the back of my mind. Um, I always just thought, man, that song would make such a cool opening track, or like opening to a show, or something like. Like it just, I just, I wanted to do it really bad, Um, and it it wasn't like it wasn't like either of us didn't like the song, and that's not why. That's like why it didn't make the cut. It's just it didn't fit at the time, and I think when Ben and I started talking about new album, like new stuff. There was like a handful of songs that we went back to. Uh, There is one other one that made the cut on this time around. It was actually a total surprise. But this one was like one of the only ones where I was like, man, I'd I'd really like to do that song. uh, Because I think it would be cool for this batch. When we do these episodes, we'll try to talk about like writing the song, tracking the song, and a little bit of lyrics. But also like there's some lyrical coolness to me being a part of this album rather than the first one that, that makes it extra cool but yeah like this might have actually like no joke this might have been like the first song so it was I ever w- written like for blue winner i I'm was not gonna sure.
1: i was gonna say that obviously you you know you would know that i think it's the second okay um there was a song uh well, it's all crazy to me because you were living like I remember where you were living. You were living place, over behind yeah. Ferris's and like mm-hmm. weirdly that's the I that's I like think of those songs in that little room that we like oh, yeah. used it's, to used to like yep. work on this stuff in. Uh what was the one? Hmm.
0: Do You remember what it was about or anything?
1: I'll remember it like in twenty minutes okay. and I'll just say it. But uh uh Anyways, I think this actually was the second, because that, that was way different times, way different, oh, yeah. way, like, it was all very different, oh, yeah. and uh, I just remember you were like, hey, I think I wrote a couple weird songs that, uh, like, for for the time was, like, very not like the music that you and I had been doing, Yeah, and I rem- I've been waiting, I think was the second. Gotcha. Um,
0: um, I just remember, <laughs> so Ben and I were playing in a different band called Come Wind, and that, that band ended, and it was a little bit more like rock. Um, like alternative rock kind of stuff. It was rock. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, I just wouldn't say, like when I think of like rock and roll, I think it was like the Foo Fighters or something. Yeah, it wasn't like that. Which are amazing, but like it wasn't quite that. It was like kind of this weird alternative indie rock thing. Um, And I, at the time, like my interests were so much more into like folk artists, singer-songwriter kind of people, um, and even like branching into like folk poppy stuff, you know, that would be on the radio. and I just remember trying to explore that kind of space and trying to figure out, like, where I would live in, in that world of, like, I love rock music. You know, like, when I was younger, I loved Led Zeppelin. I, like, that's, like, a, an artist that, like, helped me understand music and, like, play guitar. And um, so, like, I, I have so much, like, foundational stuff in that kind of music. Um, but also I love just the art of, like, when you hear just a good song bare bones like i I love that stuff too so i think this song was like trying to i was trying to like figure out where do i fit in this world of folk americana I remember you and I rock talked and roll a lot stuff
1: in that sort of transition and this isn't like a one really is better than the other but with a lot of the stuff we had done before it seemed like it was always about can we like make a cool part or a cool sound or a cool like it just seemed very much into the instruments, uh, which that's what musicians are, or into the instrument. I mean, like... Sometimes. But I remember you and I talked about you wanted to start writing songs that, like, kind of no matter the instrumentation, would they still feel good? Yeah. If I wanted to play this song just on an acoustic and sing it, would it still feel good, or would it be like, oh well, without all these like layers it's not cool anymore mm-hmm. if it was just like if you if you wanted to make it like a anyways uh, that was and i think this this song specifically
0: well, maybe we blew it cuz there are a lot of layers so, to this so song. no i think but I, it came totally out of that mindset it, that I, was I, I totally the, know what, the, what you're talking about and i think actually like this song does a weird blend of both of those ideas because i think that there's still a part of you and me that love like just instrumentation and like the, the depth of like what you can do with that stuff. I think like the first half of this song is so like melody driven. And like the, to me, the chorus especially like has this very like succinct melody that goes with the acoustic and with the piano that I really like. Um, But then when you get to the end of the song, it's like, well, what's happening here? This is like layers on layers the, and layers the flood and the floodgates open. You know what I mean? And I think I think it's that. a I, to me like it's a really fun way of like exploring those two like the dichotomy of yeah. this yeah, is one yeah. kind of song and then it's a different kind of song, but they kind of work together.
1: They work together and I honestly think like uh, maybe not on this record, but if you were somewhere and you wanted to perform this song, just are you like on a street corner or something. Yeah you could make the, the end could still be very cool oh, without a yeah. hundred layers or whatever that like, it's yeah. still, the song still works is kind of the idea. And that, I think, I think at least for me, but a lot of the prior stuff that you and I had done, it's like the song wouldn't work mm-hmm. without yeah. all of the other layers or whatever. Yeah. This, this song still would. It's I, just cooler think, with layers. Just cooler. Yeah,
0: like, I think that that's like the growth that I've seen over the last like 10 years of my life is just, um, I I love I sincerely love all kinds of music. There's just always this balance of like I love writing just simple songs. But then there's also like a part of me that creeps in every so often that I just love like good instrumentation and like even if it's simple, but it's like there's so much um you know s- there's so much detail put into every little part. Like I just love that stuff, you know. Um and I think yeah, like this song kind of was birthed out of that those two ideas coming together. It's it's this is all like kind of weird to talk about after the fact because like for sure when I wrote this song there was no thought of that at all it was just like oh this is is cool I'll do this little guitar part (laughs) we'll put some piano in there and see what happens so it's just like it it came out of uh, the things I would have been thinking at the time but like looking back it's for sure born out of like those two ideas but yeah it's like for us it's a really old song I'm really excited that it has made its way
1: so to be clear. I was probably as like established at this point, but what, th- like this song was written before Volume One even. Yeah, was so a thing. It was before period. Like, I th-
0: like th- this project, the Blue Winter, like didn't even have a name. It was like, like this
1: song is probably what minimum five or six uh, years old. Has like to like, be. like it's has to it's, it's it, I've been hearing this yeah. song for a
0: while. It's 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 been around for a long time for both of us. I think recording it was like a. It breathes some life into it that was like... I mean, I was excited to do it before we tracked it. Uh I think recording it, it was... (laughs) There's like three songs, I think, on this album that I was the most intimidated to track. Um, And this was for sure one of them because there's just so many things. And I knew even on the demo, I was like, I want to do all these different things. And I had to kind of like process through what the heck we were going to do. Because um, I knew the kind of sound I wanted, but I wasn't really sure like how I was going to go about getting it.
1: Well, even back to the first episode, in a way, like I feel like you and I have really had to more so you, but like that whole little concept, it used to be like it used to be. You used to we used to be. I uh, 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 you. You we would just take that to the producer before. Like you'd be yeah, like, fortunate enough to be like, hey, here's the idea <laughs> for the end. We don't know how to do this. But we're paying you to know how, and, and that's part of the that's part of like making music in the studio, and that's part of that role, and it's great. But even even that this time was like you knew what you wanted, but it's like oh, there's no you just kind of there's not another person in the room that's yeah. like responsible for taking it there. It's like oh, you got to kind of take it there on your own.
0: Yeah, and just like to if if maybe you like don't do a lot of studio stuff, uh, or you're like not as familiar with that world, I would come in even in the old days with like a full completed demo that had every part that I needed to be tracked. So I knew like what it would take to they get were
1: binders, it. dude.
0: Oh yeah. Like I would have like, they were the, binders. Just so, like, like a binder full of details on like, this is what needed to be tracked for this song. And this is like the tempo and this is the idea and make sure we do this. And um, I think for, for what like Ben's talking about, I think the biggest difference is like a producer is so wildly helpful in seeing that vision and knowing all the details that are going to go into like, well, if we make the drums sound like this and the bass sound like this, it's going to point towards your vision. If they don't, it's going to point away from your vision. So we need to avoid that kind of stuff. Uh, and yeah. that that's just a new thing. Like I knew exactly what I wanted the bass to play and the drums to play. But as far as sounds and how it was going to be mixed and like that just has a big impact on like how you perceive a song. And that was very new to us. That was very like, I know what's in my head. We just have to work really hard to like get it to sound that way, you know.
1: It's wearing two hats. Yeah, like it's the artist, and again, I get to maybe in this arrangement, like I can even talk more from that angle because I we we've worked, you know. I uh, it's mostly been you all producing it, tracking it, whatever. So like, I still get to be like, yeah, I want to do something that's like this. The producer is like a the producer is like a translator. Like, the artist just gets to, like, have the ideas, play the parts, whatever. But, like, the producer, you just said about the vision. Like, there are so many little minute sort of, like, increments where you're pushing the song one direction or another. And unless you have experience kind of specifically with that, Mm -hmm. it's just really hard to know where your little adjustments are, like, going to actually move a final track. And... It's like anything, I think, honestly, that's a skill that people have. And you, I mean, the skills that you have, you have to work on them and develop them. So you knew that you, kn- we just, we knew that would be a challenge, for sure. but we knew that this, but you got to do it sometime or you're never going to get there, I guess. For sure. But yeah, this yeah. one was particularly, this song specifically, I feel like was <laughs> what, so there's like a, mar- not just a margin of error, but there's a margin of like, when you hear something in your head and then you're like, this will be a cool song with all these parts. I feel like there's like a target, you know? In some mm-hmm. songs, it's just like, you know, you you almost for sure know how it's going to turn out before it's done. Mm-hmm. And then other songs are just more of like a big question mark. It's like, it could turn out very I think those different. songs
0: like this one have a tendency to either be the most fun to work on or it's like, a nightmare because it never comes out the way you want and you just struggle to like ever get it to be that thing. Sure. Um Yeah, right. Uh I think hopefully I think you'd agree like this one ended up being one of the really fun ones. Um
1: Yeah, you did it, dude. Uh-huh. Uh, you, I mean, it yes, it so, was fun.
0: So like the first thing that comes to Turned mind out cool. to me in this song is like just the drums like Uh-huh. I knew for sure thinking through the original demo, like the only like actual full kit, quote unquote, that would be played would be at the end mm. of the song when that like big drums come in. <laughs> big drums in quotes. They're, they're huge. all they're all big. Uh <laughs> so the thing that sticks out in my memory, there's a whole bunch of drum things that we did for this song, but the thing that sticks out to me is the the mega kick. The the huge oh, yeah. enormous drum. So Ben um is like you you play a decent amount of things but like your instrument is drums the same way the same way i would say like my instrument is guitar
1: (laughs) there are no other instruments that are my instrument that's Uh, for sure
0: and you have like your main cnc kit and Mm. then you have like the old yamaha kit but then you also you also have this like amalgam of of like gretch have you ever uh uh
1: those ones are those ones are Ludwigs, actually. Ludwig's. Those my were bad. My uh bad. My bad. My bad. Gretch is common. Uh spoiler alert, probably to my wife. Uh there there's there anyways, uh You ever lived vicariously but just through possessions? Is that a thing you've <laughs> ever done? <laughs>
0: vicariously through
1: possessions. Uh I don't know, man. sometime after uh, we were, i don't know. It was in the doldrums. It was between musical projects, and I was like, I still like the drums. I don't know. I just remember getting on <laughs> reverb one night, and like in like two hours, That's they'd dangerous. been like, "These drums said they're from the '70s." I don't think they are, but they it was like, let's go. And I, I just bought them. We drove to like a Walmart in Pittsburgh or something. We didn't have kids. For people that do and don't have kids, you uh, <laughs> you 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 did you didn't. Now you do like. Yeah this is the kind of crap you do, at least for me. If, if there's anybody out there that's still doing this stuff after you have kids, call me. I want so to meet you. Um, the, the, the
0: the limitations are obviously far greater with kids, but I would for sure still do that. If I found the right guitar and some dude was like, meet me at two in the morning at this walmart two hours away i would for sure if it was the right piece of gear i would for sure do it well and
1: i think that but
0: it's a it's a lot different when it's just like oh yeah i got some money i'll buy some drums i think
1: that was it and it was like i think anybody if you're into gear would do that but i think the weird part was like that was the thing in my mind i was doing i was like yes drums, i'm doing this but like i just thought of it like that morning i didn't even know what i wanted i think like i didn't so in my mind it was like a quest, but actually I just blew some money on some drums from so, a dude.
0: To be clear, they, the drums are cool. They are cool. They are really cool. We've, we, used, we've, them, we've uh, used them. We've used them on like they're multiple. They're cool. They're cool. Things. They're cool. But the one, the one piece of the kit that you got that stands out is this just massive sounding, huge black kick drum. I it, blew it. But, uh, but it's really uh, cool, so uh, like uh, so for perspective, we actually did use this drum on volume one. It is on uh-huh. up on the stage,-huh,
1: and it's that kick,
0: no joke when we said 'cause that was one of the songs that got mixed by somebody else, um oh, yeah, uh-huh. Mike Mogus, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I couldn't pull that one out yeah, and old, and old he Mike. I don't he know, was Mike. like mixing on a console, so he would have to send us mixes, and we'd have to reply really fast, and um. He sent us the first mix of that song, and uh, I, I think I was actually with my parents, and they heard it, and my dad was like, that kick drum sounds kind of weird. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I guess it does. It, like, it's like it has a weird like low-end thing. And then I got back to him and was like, does the kick drum sound kind of strange? And then he replied back to us and just said, man, that kick drum that you sent me had so much bass. I just didn't know what to do with it. I thought that's the way you wanted it to sound. So then he, like, uh, took a whole bunch of low end off of it. And now it sounds like a normal kick. Still um, has a lot of bass. But it's, literally. like, a 24. It's a 24. 24. So that,
1: the thing that I blew it, I get, like, it just doesn't make any sense to, well, I was in this, like, rock band where I just hit everything as hard as I could. <laughs> I didn't have this crazy 24-inch kick drum then. And then it's like, you know, me and you're like, hey, what if we did some more folky Americana stuff? And I was like, sick, let me buy a 24-inch kick. <laughs> I know just the thing. Like, that was not, you don't do it that way. But yeah, but it's a cool
0: drum. It is a cool yeah. drum. It's it's right, cool. It's great. It, it, so the thing that is hilarious cool. to me, specifically about that drum in this song, is that uh, for like the big like downbeats in, in all the verses, so like you have this rhythm that's like ta-ta-ta, So that last bump, like mm. da, da da that that beat right there mm-hmm. is always this big giant kick drum. And the yeah. thing that's hilarious to me now, I wanted to do this and like we had a fun time doing it, but it, as if that kick drum isn't like big enough sounding, uh, we actually hit it with a like Ben kind of like tilted it up on the floor and like hit it with an orchestral mallet, so it's like even bigger sounding now. Because, like, it's, like, smacked with, you know, like, not just a beater. Like, a thing that's, like, the size of your hand is, like, smacking this drum super hard. Yeah. Um, but it sounds sweet. And, like, <laughs> I also just love when you can make drum sounds, but it's, like, not all at the same time. Like, it's, like, the, all these different pieces working together to make uh, drum sounds. So that one was really cool. We also did, like, a lot of the other, like, big drum sounds in the early part of the song together like so we had two floor toms in my basement
1: yeah i remember when we tracked that yeah
0: and like we both had headphones obviously and um like you know the the stuff that's like before that kick drum like like the other beats are yeah. like the floor toms uh and then like they, they get like straight later in the song so we would actually track those together uh, so that you had like two drums in the same room like happening at the same time But probably the coolest one, if you want to talk about, it, probably the coolest one. Oh no, you know oh, what yeah. it is. You I, know what it is. I do. Is um, the the this is like the stuff that like nobody would even care about. But I, it brings me joy every time I hear it. In chorus two, there is this thing that comes in, and I think I panned it like to the right ear. So I don't know. That might be wrong now, but uh, it sounds like a shaker but it's this really specific rhythm that you mm-hmm. like see. you could not get with a shaker because it's like um
1: but you know what i've there you, you can't mute it you no, can't mute a shaker like on a beat
0: so if you tried to do that rhythm with a the shaker always you have this, two like, beats. And then you'd have it like trail off, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I want to find the picture because I kind of forget what we did. I want to. It was it oh, had to be documented. So yeah, roll on.
0: So Ben, Ben actually had come up with that rhythm, and I really liked it and wanted to do something with it. And I think basically what happened was we took. Uh, he's looking at the picture, but like we took it was a for sure rack tom. We took a rack tom, I mean, and it's... I think we took the bottom head off. Yeah and like did a whole bunch of stuff to the top head um, to like dull it, but give it like some kind of tone. Um, and then you played Brushes. No?
1: Broomsticks.
0: Oh. Even wilder. They're basically Brushes. Sorry, I was going to say, they're, not so Broomsticks that. are like this, like Promark thing. It's like between hot rods and... Brushes. Yeah, sorry, I like wasn't. These weird, to be fat, yellow
1: sticks. It's literally the same. It's like the straws that you yeah. weave into um, a broom.
0: Yeah. So then, like, you get this you weird, like, kind of thumpy percussive thing, but it also sounds like a shaker. But it's this such a specific rhythm. You know what I mean? That you can't do with um, uh, with a shaker, or with you know, tambourine or something. Those kinds of things were so fun to brainstorm about because. You know, that's the part that, if you're listening to this, you probably didn't even notice that that was in there. But it is such a cool thing to, like, remember. Like, oh, yeah, we did that really bizarre track on this, re- on this song that is this goofy rack tom. I think it was one of the Ludwig rack toms from mm-hmm. that kit. Mm-hmm. And we just did a bunch of weird, weird stuff to it and then, like, made a rhythm that goes with this song really well. Um So that was in there. I think, like... I think most of the rest of the stuff in like the first part of the song is like shakers for like percussion. I think it's just shakers and stuff.
1: We were just on a quest to, uh, I mean, I, this was really hard, I, but I remember with you, it was like just the, all of the, th- what you and I had done before musically, it, it, we are on a quest to like, I don't just want there to be like slamming drums in every song. What do we do for percussion hmm yeah, that yeah. like in this song was just so early, it kind of lended itself to oh, that yeah. i guess yeah, but absolutely. so I think yeah i like think that's a lot of what's going on prior to that
0: so I do want to point out um i i again, I mentioned earlier in the other episodes, I'm not like this you know wild producer guy that's like yeah i i- have so much knowledge i'm I'm still learning like everybody else, but I am very proud of this specific record because there are no replaced drums at all. Um, So those are like, if you hear a drum on this record, it's all, that's what the drum That's the drum. That's the drum in the room. Um, There are no simulated guitar amps. So like if you hear a guitar, it's like a real amp. We tried to do everything as real as possible. So the one thing I do want to throw out is like the shakers and tambourines and all that stuff like in that song. That's all real stuff. Nice. So, like, I would go after we tracked all the drums. I would go in and do multiple takes of like tambourine, and I do multiple. I was gonna takes say, I think
1: I I didn't track any of that, right? Like, you tracked it all? I don't think so. I don't recall tracking any sure. of it.
0: Um, studio man. Y'all, yeah, yeah. Tracking know, that tambo. You know.
1: Listen, well, sorry, tambourine the ten really hard. The tambourine is incredibly hard to make sound good into a mic. Uh, if you know, you know, it's actually hard.
0: Yeah. Um, and then yeah so that's like all those drums in the beginning of the song and then the end we wanted to do like big sounding drums but the cool thing about the end is like there are no fills it's just a right. beat so it was literally just like a kick drum a snare drum and a ride and like that's it and uh i think it was really cool because like you're hitting them pretty hard but it's not like you know rock 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 music, right you know <laughs> So yeah, I think like that's mostly the drums. And then what's wild about this song is it's like pretty percussive heavy. So like there's a acoustic guitar and some other rhythm acoustic guitars and then a piano and like that's the bulk of the intro or the beginning of the song. Yeah. Um, I remember I tracked um a lot of the acoustics. My my main acoustic that I love is like a copy of a J forty five. And uh that one had some problems that was getting fixed when we were tracked this song. So I borrowed my dad's Oh yeah. This kind yeah, of obscure yeah, yeah, yeah. jumbo acoustic that he yeah, had dude. that we used for this song. Um and that was kind of fun. I always remember like the way that guitar sounded because it's so big in like when you hold it. Oh yeah. But it doesn't actually sound it sounds really cool, but it's like doesn't actually sound that big.
1: I was stoked to track that guitar. Yeah, dude. I mean that that was, I re- that was a blast.
0: Um and uh, there's like some rhythm guitars that go along that I'm sure I, I don't really remember. I'm sure I used a different guitar for the rhythm tracks, but I don't really remember what they are mm-hmm. and um, that's like i mean like literally like that's most of the stuff from the beginning of the the song um I think one of my favorite parts of the song. And initially, like there's a little like, you know, four bar section at the end of the song in like the current iteration. That's like on Spotify and stuff that has like this little, maybe you'd call it a guitar solo thing. Um, It's like a, it's just the, an electric guitar, like doing the melody of the vocals, the fuzz, the, all the fuzz. The bro. fuzz is here. So bro. just like interesting story here. I was tracking with another person uh when I was like finishing up, pre-pro for this song and they had sent me like a demo that was just like a guitar straight into their interface or no it went into like a distortion pedal and then straight into the interface and obviously it was just a demo so I knew that that's not what the guitars were going to sound like when it's all said and done but there's something like (laughs) bad but also like kind of charming about hearing like a guitar into a distortion pedal and then just like straight into the computer. <laughs> so when I did the final pre-pro for sure, uh, this song, I tracked—I don't remember—probably my Strat or something. Maybe it was Les Paul uh, into a fuzz factory, which is my like my top favorite fuzz to use because it's so wacky and weird and bizarre. And I just ran it straight into the interface and into the computer. Really? And it sounds so insane like did I sounds, know that? I don't know but okay so here's one that maybe you don't know though I was going when we had tracked all the bass and all the drums and everything was ready to, for me to retract this electric part from the demo I just didn't do it I was like this, this <laughs> demo sounds awesome anything I would be doing is just trying to recreate that same exact sound so I just imported the original file from the demo and like threw it on the, the love phone. it uh, I mean, I like. Mixed I know. It. I mixed
1: it a little different and stuff, but like, I guess I know you did that at a few points in this record, but I didn't know that was one of them. I don't think I realized that was one of yeah.
0: them. Yeah, this this is the most like blatant. Like, this is the most like um, that sounds wild that sounds like an insane bumblebee guitar, you know? Right. Um, And I love it. I think it sounds so cool. I don't
1: think I know. So it's ampless. I mean, like you just, just, if you like the Fuzz Factory. If you're
0: you're listening and you're not much of a guitar player, like typically if you're going to use some kind of pedal like that, you want it into some kind of amp that kind of, I don't know, Simply put, it kind of softens the texture of the sound so that, like, it's not as... It makes
1: it sound like a guitar again. Yeah, it, like, it, a, like it's a... like,
0: it makes it more appealing to your ears. And, right. Uh, like, going straight through, like, straight into the computer it makes it sound a little... Like, especially when you're using pedals. There's tons of people who do direct guitars all the time, and they sound awesome. But when you're just using, like, a distortion or something that makes it sound crazy, there's, like, no filter anymore. So it just, like... It sounds insane. (laughs) Um, So I loved doing that part. Uh, It was so it was so fun, and like the bass on the end is like so driving, and there's a bunch of like bass riffs in there and stuff. Riffs. Um, Riffs on riffs. There are. It's great. Um. It's
1: for Sir Paul. (laughs)
0: uh i think uh the only thing like as far as like tracking and stuff i loved specifically doing harmonies to this song because the melody is kind of bizarre and doesn't really fit um the chords of like the the chorus the chorus is like um just a couple chords but like the melody keeps doing this thing that like fits over some chords really well and other ones it doesn't so, I had to kind of like work to figure out like how am I going to sing other notes over top of these other like the me- the <laughs> melody that's actually going to sound good. Uh so it's kind of like this weird I I I've grown to kind of love that stuff cuz it's like this weird puzzle. Music is still an art, so you don't have to be right and wrong. Like you don't have to do like this is the exact thing you're supposed to do. So, I can kind of say like, "Oh, well, this these notes sound good, but then this other one sounds really bad." So, I have to like figure out what I like to hear. Over top of that other note. Ian. Sorry,
1: man. I'm just you I have nothing to add here. We'll say that. You know that. Uh good. <laughs> no harmony harm notes? <laughs> <laughs> I have not I don't have anything to add. Uh, <laughs> good work. Um nice job.
0: Uh they I, are cool. I mean I think, to my ear they are I cool. I think that I have none users. Weren't you the incident. guy that like before? Like, this was, like, into adulthood that...
1: Oh, I know what you're going to say. It's totally true. I played a lot of music in my life prior to this happening.
0: You had thought, like, harmony only existed because, like, different people's voices sound different. So when they sing the same thing, they just magically, like, sound awesome. But it's actually different notes.
1: (laughs) People would just be like, oh, that person always sounds so good when they sing with that person. I was like, cool, it must be like a magic thing that is cool. If it was, they just were singing a different part. It's the way music works. Now, at this
0: point, that's like 10 years ago. We've known each other for a long time. Oh, yeah. That's like a long, long, long time ago. I
1: fundamentally understand the concept of a harmony now.
0: Yeah, good job.
1: Uh, That hasn't gone much (laughs) past that.
0: Uh, No, but... um, I think that part was really fun. And um, yeah, um, tracking the song, like, it's, it's hard because, like, this is a, like, longer song, like, longer feeling song. And then there's so many parts. So we could talk about tracking it for, like, days. Uh, but I think, like, those, just, like, I think my goal with every one of these songs on this specific record was to try to do something that stuck, stuck out to me that was fun. And I just, like, had a blast doing mm-hmm. it. Like, the ones that stick out, are, like, you know, things like holding a giant kick drum and playing weird shaker drums with with broomsticks and doing direct guitars like you know i'm i'm at the point where like i don't even care if people like that the way that song sounds like i had that's like a weird musical memory to me that's like oh that was so fun right doing that those specific parts were so fun i think as far as like lyrics for this song so if you're coming to this podcast to like listen to me talk about the meaning behind songs, I'm a little hesitant. Uh people who've asked me this this before. I don't mind talking about my lyrics. Uh I really don't. But I think my my concern is like I I think it's totally fine if you listen to my words and you come up with some something that's your own interpretation that means something to you i think that's fine and i kind of um am intimidated to ruin that um so like when we talk about these songs i'll i'll give like some insight but i don't necessarily want to like dive in so much that like there's only one way to think about this song sure like there's there's if you've listened to the record yet like there are some songs where it's like it's black and white like that's what this song is about <laughs> so I'll, I'll happily talk about that stuff um but especially songs like this um i'll throw out some insight but i don't i don't want to take away i don't want to like dive into like wild specifics because i i think that there's songs that ben you and me have talked about before where like you come to your own conclusion where it it means something wildly personal that's attached to your own life and you didn't write the song it's just it means and i don't want to take that away um because i think that's really powerful i think that's one of the coolest things about music is how i interpret it is different than how you interpret it and if you're listening, like you interpret it different yet. So I think that's a really cool right. thing. Um, but I think this song, uh so one of my favorite things is actually just uh based on the fact that this is volume two and it took us a while to get here. Um I think that the the idea of I've been waiting is like uh it's like this weird, you know, deeper meaning now that we've been like waiting to do these songs for like ever and ever. Uh, and it's a really, to me, it's a really cool way to start this album because there's like there's been a giant gap where we've just been like, ah, oh, we'd really like to put out music again, and mm-hmm. we're just waiting on that feeling to come back.
1: I unfortunately didn't put that together until maybe the well, recording of see, this podcast. Now, uh, now you
0: know, man. Now you know. Uh, um, I think. <laughs> uh, I think. I think the only thing I really want to say about. It's fitting sorry, yeah, that, yeah sorry, about was, about like it, the meaning it, of this song is is very simply like, I think that there's um there's moments where you like you have relationships with people uh in many different ways, and when you like don't see them for a while or you're not around them for a while, there's like this fear of like maybe the relationship meant more to you than it did to them, and When it's, um, when it comes time to like see those people again, then there's like this weird, like, do you remember the life that like we used to live? Do you remember like these kinds of things? And I think it happens with relationships all around, um, whether it's like romantic relationships or friendships or family members, like, there's just like weird sense of, there's a weird sense of like, um, um, you know, what it meant to you might not be the same as what it meant to somebody else. And that's, like, a really, uh, I don't know, that's, like, a really profound thing of, like, you have to, like, be humble enough to be, like, well, maybe maybe it wasn't as important. Or maybe it was, and you just don't understand. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, and I think that's where this was, like, born from. Um, I think that you can take that a lot of different ways, but I think that's, like, the, the, the important thing about this song, uh, to me, at least. So... Um yeah, again I like I think
1: everybody's felt that way, man. Oh, you sure. know, like like you said it might be the 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 I'm not about to try to explain w- lyrics that you wrote I'm not doing that, but I mean like it it can take it could be a bunch of sort of different types of relationship, yeah. but I think that feeling is really everybody's felt that like, hey, man, is was it just me? Like was it just me that this was yeah. like like was was the other person did they feel even remotely the same or, or I think that's really, I mean, that resonates with me in this song and it's not, you know, they're your lyrics. So it's, I I think that.
0: Yeah. Comes Um, through. Yeah. And I think, I think that's where it comes from. Um, I think again, I just want to stress like, if, if you like meet me in real life and you want to talk about like specifics of where that was born from, like I'll happily talk with you about it. But I think it's, I think it's like, not only okay, I think it's like a good thing to just think about where this song hits you. um, And like, it's okay if it attaches in a different way than it did to me. Uh, So that's why I'm always a little hesitant to like dive into like lyrics like that. Um, But uh, yeah, I think, I think the one cool thing about this song is even though it was written a long time ago for us, I think it still like has words that are like meaningful to me uh, that still apply today um like in a good way in a really good way but yeah i think uh i think the only last thing i want to touch touch on with this song is we've talked many times the first song on this record is wild it is insane and there are uh there there were like fears of people who liked volume one like maybe would just be like what in the world is this song <laughs> and i would just encourage you like to keep on listening because rest assured that song was written with all the other ones from volume one um at the same time uh, it's just a different kind of song that we both really like so yeah uh, thanks for listening thanks for for you know hanging out with us for another episode of the podcast uh uh this is really fun we're just hanging out talking so hopefully it's a, it's a cool to listen to but uh we'll be back next time talking about the second song on the record which is the, the first single i don't want to be sad anymore what a title i don't um so we'll t- we'll talk about that one next time uh but make sure to check out the album on spotify and uh we'll see you next week thanks for listening to us talk about music You can listen to The Blue Winter on Spotify, Apple Music, and everywhere else music is streamed. And if you'd like to learn more, you can find more information at thebluewinter.com or on social media.